If you hear this sound, it means we've moved on to the next article. If you hear this sound, it means that one of the episode's triggers are incoming. Comments. It's our bread and butter. But over the last few months, we couldn't help but notice that some media outlets sensationalize, fear-monger their audience, aggressive and color-blocked graphics, and the comment section is just... different. Today, we unpack the Mighty MediaWorks-owned organization, NewsHub. Without further ado, let's unpack. Over the last few months, New Zealand's Prime Minister has used this country's collective conscience and goodwill to create a team of 5 million to fight the spread of COVID-19. But we've got to ask ourselves, what, what team is the media playing for, especially News Hub? By the book, media aren't really supposed to be playing a team, right? Like, we're supposed to be giving people facts. Impartial, reporting on what actually happened, we deduce our opinions, our thoughts, our beliefs from that exactly right so but in the in the age of social media we've almost seen media outlets go from delivering you facts and and sort of getting you the scoop to also building a following getting a customer base a consumer base inherently as well news in and of itself is seen from the eye of that beholder so regardless regardless of what the story is it's always going to be biased in some way shape or form but we're just seeing it play out more and be more obvious in today's social media raged world. Definitely. It's the information era. Of course. That's, that's what we're looking at. I mean, we're better to start than, than the first article we're going to look at. Published on the 6th of July, uh, News Hub wrote an article, and <laughs> the title is City in China's Inner Mongolia Warns After Suspected Bubonic Plague Case. Which... China's Inner Mongolia. City inside of China's Inner Mongolia. I remember reading that being extremely confused. Like, where is it? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> From the get-go, I'm like, huh? Yeah, like measles inside of Hamilton's city, Inner New Zealand. <laughs> I don't, what? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, just tell us where it is. But the article is published. It's, it's got a picture of a rat on a tree branch at nighttime. Almost like it's like, you know, looking for prey. And the brief contains fear inciting descriptions. So they're using words like highly infectious, often fatal, with absolutely no context for what the plague looks like today. <laughs> so they're just chucking it out there without actually thinking, okay, let's explain a bit of the context behind this. Yeah. If we're going to unpack the title as well, it's true. Inner Mongolia differs from the country Mongolia, as the former is an autonomous region inside of China. I like how they just went inside a city. Inside Inner Mongolia is a city which is inside of China, has a suspected case of the bubonic plague. Oh, they're using China as an absolute buzzword. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, you didn't have to say, like, just say Inner Mongolia then. Because you know that they say China in the article. People are like, ooh. Yeah. People are using London. And like Manchester, you don't have to say city inside of England's Manchester. <laughs> like, bro, we know where Manchester is. Exactly. Like, you're good. So first comment we're going to look at is from Kendra. 
Kendra says, This is irresponsible reporting. There are cases every year. The USA averaged seven cases per year. Report wholly and stop trying to scare people. So I like the first half. Well, less than half of Kendra's comment. This is irresponsible reporting. Completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. And as we said before, stating, having the article as it is without stating the context behind the disease is fear-mongering. I would honestly classify it as fear-mongering, right? Yeah. And with the second part of the comment around the USA having seven cases per year, that is correct. 100% is correct. But I think on a, it's important to also understand the number of cases on a global level. Because worldwide, there are between 1,000 and 2,000 cases each year that are reported to the World Health Organization. And as we'll go into depth later on, we have methods, remedies, antibiotics now where it's not as deadly as it quite used to be. I mean, I'd hope not. You know, the Black Plague, If for those who uh, do not know, uh, killed around about 75 to 200 million people. Exactly. And it was also around for like, I think it was like seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Black Death was the most deadly pandemic. Yeah, man. And I'm not talking about like 200 million people like now, because the earth is now what, like 7, 7 billion, billion population? It's grown a lot since then. This like, back like then, that's seven, a higher proportion this was of the 700 population. 700 years ago, and 200 million people wiped out. Yeah. Like, that was that was wild. So, I get how that would be, a, like, I guess, a headline, right? Like, it's it's the plague. It's the thing that kills. You just the plague, and it's like everyone is yeah. scared. However, let's contextualize it. Right? Yeah. I think that's the key thing. That we're trying to get across. And that's the key thing that Kendra is trying to get across as well. Exactly, right? Kendra is totally correct. Irresponsible reporting. Next comment is from Cameron. Cameron says, Are you dense, News Hub? The Black Death never went away and continues to affect people every year. But it ain't as dangerous anymore. It can be treated easily with modern medicine. Stop fear-mongering. That's his applause. That's, That's applause. That's applause. Cameron calling it out as they see it. Are you dense? Bruh. Damn, you start a sentence with "Are you dense? Are you dense? Like that's, you come into the conversation with like, "Are you dumb? <laughs> Are you, you dumb, fam? <laughs> Yo, you must be blam." Like, psh, calling that's, out that's some energy, calling it out. And I mean, it's not as dangerous anymore. It can be treated easily with modern medicine. Absolutely true. If you do somehow catch the black plague, <laughs> I don't know how you gonna do it. <laughs> um, but go see a doctor or a hospital, but call up first because it is highly contagious. But it also is not as bad as it was anymore. I mean, in the 1300s, yeah. I mean, in the 1300s, people were like... You catch anything? It might be it for you. People were doing wild things in the 1300s. Exactly. Like, modern medicine wasn't even a thing. I'm pretty sure in the 1300s, like, they didn't even have, like, supermarkets and shit. Oh, they wouldn't have. Like... Not in the not in the construction that we have them in any way, shape, or form. Today. I did ask just said supermarkets weren't available in thirty. Yeah, That's bro, I was the like, thing I, could have ever <laughs> I had we a... keeping the shit in, bro. You I know, had how a... I tried to like kind of be like, yeah, bro, not not in how we have them now. <laughs> I had a pool of words I could have used, and I said <laughs> supermarkets. <laughs> Yeah. That's that's the energy we bring in now. We're okay, well what I meant to say was we're a long way away from penicillin. <laughs> like there's no pharmaceuticals, there's no nothing. You're probably just gonna have to drink a tea and die. Exactly. So yeah, and I mean as you said, the play can be successfully treated with antibiotics. Yeah. Once, once a patient is diagnosed with suspected plague, they should immediately be hospitalized and they can get lab tests, so it's a lot 
better picture now than it was, as you said, back in 1300, when we didn't have supermarkets. Yeah, exactly. When we didn't have supermarkets. Look, don't... Hey, look, man. Look, I'm Yo, just saying... Yo, have Uber back then, bro? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> bro, I'm just trying to see the honey cross town, bro. But it, it, I'm gonna <sighs> grab... Jump on that horse real quick. You know what? I deserve this. I totally deserve this. My God. Also, don't act like people weren't the horse back in the honeys, like in 1300s. <laughs> I don't act like someone was like, hey, yo, can I borrow your horse real quick? Oh, 100%. Like... I gotta be at this girl's in the next three days. Her parents are home. <laughs> you can't. You can't. It's a different type of game, bro. A, Back then, oh my. You gonna buy sunlight as well because there's no such thing as time. Exactly. There's no concept yet. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> before we get into the concept of time, because <laughs> that is in and of itself. That's a whole episode. <laughs> next time, <laughs> season three. What is it? What is it? We dissect this inside the news hub article. <laughs> next, uh, next comment is from Aubrey. Aubrey says, "Using your fifty million from the government to keep the fear level up." I see. Interesting point. The fear level is kept up first of all because buzzwords of China. This is also in the time of COVID nineteen lockdown. So, and as we all know, the COVID nineteen virus originated in Wuhan, China. Using the buzzwords as well, like infectious and you know, suspected cases and, and all that. Like, they knew what they were doing. Absolutely. And, and, I mean, the fear level was definitely kept up. But the other interesting point is the 50 million from the government. Mm, stacks. Yeah, yeah. News is publicly funded. And um, on the 23rd of April, Chris Farfoy, who's the broadcasting minister, actually announced a $50 million government package to help media companies cope with the financial impacts suffered due to COVID. So those mainly suffering with people who are in print production because it's it's so it's so expensive. I mean, you'd know. Yeah, it's so expensive to print. Like paper, okay, paper itself is expensive, but like ink is expensive. Getting it out is expensive. Like distribution, like having to have contracts and relationships with people at cafes, at hospitals, at, like it's all a thing. And then you're telling me that also those places are closed. Yeah, I can't distribute to people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> you want my newspaper? <laughs> it's got a lot of fear in it. Like, ugh, no, like, come on. However, in a stuff article, yo, R.I.P. on Facebook to stuff. Oh, yo, pulling out for the pulling homies. Out for the homies. Newspaper Publishers Association Editorial Director Rick Neville said most of the benefits will go to broadcasters and there's very little to help news and magazine publishers who are feeling huge economic pain from the advertising slump. So, News Hub suffered the least of the financial burdens because of COVID? However, they were one of the outlets to receive the most funding from the COVID media package. Oh. And with the money they got when they secured their bag... They were like, you know what I'm going to do? How about some fear-mongering? Y'all want some... Let's scare some people. Yeah? Y'all want some news of the side of fear? Because I got you. Hey, y'all should hear about this new plague case (laughs) in China. Exactly. Even though it happens every year. But this is the first time we say it. Yeah, we got antibiotics, but hey, don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about all that. And we could talk about the effects of COVID and, you know, the companies who took the wage subsidy and, you know, all the... I just I just feel bad for the, the media companies. I mean, we saw Bauer Media. An absolute institution. They tanked. Yeah. You know, in, in April, the major magazine publisher, you know, if you um, have ever read The Listener, have you ever read New Zealand Women's Weekly, Weekly, North and South, they were the media group. And I mean, 
personally in our lives, we know people involved in media in some capacity mm. who, if not have lost jobs, have been extremely impacted by COVID in some way, shape or form. Not just lost jobs, but lost dreams. Yeah. You know, there, there, are, there are young writers out there who wanted to work for Barrett at some stage. 100%. And now that that dream is, is gone. In this sense, News Hub were able to receive some support from the government, which is great. But we've recently seen that companies who, say, applied for the wage subsidy and were successful have been reporting massive year-end revenues and profits. Mm-hmm. And it kind of rubs myself and the New Zealand public the wrong way. If you're a massive institution, you're getting the support and then you're stating that you've had an increase in profits and revenues because you can return the wage subsidy. I mean, Main Freight, big company, they were like, we actually don't need it. We're doing very, very well. We'll return the wage subsidy mm-hmm. so other businesses, other people who need the support can get it. Mm-hmm. So to Main Freight, we tip our hat. What if? And I, I'm just gonna put that out there. What if? Are you starting the same with what if? Uh, yeah. Let me let me get comfortable. I'm not I'm not starting a sentence with because. Exactly. All right. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Say no more. <laughs> but what if News Hub is actually just trying to be the devil's advocate? Like, hear me out. What if they're trying to keep New Zealand humble, and and mm. that's why they're delivering this this pessimistic and, and demonizing news? Because if they're trying to provide a counter argument to outlets like Read News, yeah, who are Renews is the cutest media outlet we've ever seen. Shout out Renews. Like we got so much love for y'all. It's like if if lo-fi hip hop beats to <laughs> literally to had a media like company, it'd be Renews. That's their visuals. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw a Renews visual on a lo-fi hip hop beats to study. Yeah, to. you know that video of of the girl studying yeah. with the cat. She's actually Renews. She's writing the news. That she is. Yeah, yeah. she's actually. You saw the article Renews. too. Crazy, right? Yeah, <sighs> wild stuff. But it is. To kind of go in defense of News Hub in this case, news agencies have different lanes with which they operate in, right? Okay, I'm here. Renews, more calm, more docile, more relaxed, and News Hub in this sense, maybe more frantic, more chaotic, and they have a nice sort of balance to both of them. Okay. However, the issue lies... And whether they're getting to a point where it's misinformation, whether you actually need an outlet that does sit in that lane, or whether everybody should just focus on just stating the news as is in a more relaxed fashion like Renews, right? I think, you know, I'm going to meet you halfway here. I think that News Hub is trying to sell articles. They're trying to sell clicks, correct? Of course. Because they're not printing. Um, they never were. And so they're just trying to give you quick news, easy news, fast news online. Renews is based around i mean they're owned by tv and Z. yeah and so they're based around video content right mm. so renews can take not just a little bit more of a chill approach but they don't have to really sell the words with it like the story is good the content is good they're going to push it out through video whereas news hub needs to push it out with words it's their bread and butter yeah exactly it's their bottom line but i mean like if we were gonna excuse news hub for their words because they're not focused on the graphics um, and, and they're, they're a media outlet that aren't focused on video. Let's take a look at their graphics. Yeah, let's go. Let's go for it. If you don't know, News Hub is owned by the New Zealand media giant MediaWorks. MediaWorks supplies the New Zealand Media Council's statement of principles to their online content, um, as stated on their website. Now, Principle 11 states, editors should take care in photographic and image selection and treatment. Any technical manipulation that could mislead readers should be noted and explained. Hmm. Photographs showing distressing or shocking situations should be handled with special consideration for those affected. 
There's a lot there. Remember that photo of that rat? Yeah. I remember seeing it for the f- when the article came out. And I was like, yikes. But the thing is, no one's looking at a photo of a rat and reports a formal complaint as no. like, this is distressing. We're just going to come and speak about it on a podcast instead. Because it's technically wrong in the day and age of COVID-19. But all of these images snowball. They do. And they add to this negative narrative. You know, if we're, if we're already scared about COVID-19 and we're already scared of i guess the anti-chinese rhetoric which they may be pushing through this article this article and then they just put a a rat rat. and i think the the rat's eyes were bright red and having the the photo of the rat i mean no one as we just said nobody's gonna report that but also like you can't even get bubonic plague from rats if anything having the rat there misleading yeah you you get bubonic plague from like a flea oh yeah. yeah and a flea wouldn't really it's not really gone pop yeah like that's, that's not, not like i don't know if you could actually take a photo of a flea and be like this this is what this is the man i mean to be fair mosquitoes killing people around the world mosquitoes look evil though they do you're right you're mosquitoes right mosquitoes are right. built from hell <laughs> like you see their long nose and you're like, you're like hey, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not trying to yeah you do your thing hey, i'll do my thing good. we'll chill we're chilling we're chill. we got different lanes but mosquitoes do not stop moving either and <laughs> yeah, but let's let, let's look at this also quick note i don't know if we should really point this out we're gonna point this out if you go to mediaworks website and click the link on their code of ethics it comes up with an error page not found nah you can't nah 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 nah, nah. i don't everybody listening to this pause the episode go to mediaworks.co.nz is all i'm telling you to do and yeah you're right it doesn't i just checked it's still it it gives you a 404 error and you know what if they change it you know someone's been listening hey and if you're listening Welcome. Hey, Subscribe holla. to the Patreon. <laughs> holla at us. What's good? Good to see y'all. Um, and I think when you're talking about the graphics, just a brief description of the Renews graphics if you haven't seen them. So throughout COVID, they've been posting the daily updates on active cases, etc. And they like to use a gradient of super calming colors purple blue orange Ooh, yeah. easy layout they have today's new cases total active cases mm. the number of people in hospital and importantly in the bottom all active cases are in managed isolation facilities they are all people who recently returned to new zealand there is no community transition and that sentence at the bottom there is so key and also the caption facts full stop that's it that's it that's, that's, it. that's beautiful Sometimes do less to do more. Also, like shout out Rewind Time. That's Maybe. exactly. They're really doing the most. I'm. I already put lo-fi hip hop under you reading all that. <laughs> like, cause that was just so calming. Looking at new subs graphics. We already talked about the rat, but look, it's just not calming to look at. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. It's cool. Once again, we understand that you know you got to play your part, and and you you're delivering more articles and news. So. You got your lane, and you killing it. Yeah, you are killing it. You are. You are. You. Oh, you are. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Help. <laughs> August 21st, uh, Neil Jones uh, tweeted this uh, about an article uh, published on the 19th. He tweets, this is grossly irresponsible journalism from News Hub. It is entirely legitimate to question the DG about the failures of his department, but we can do it without promoting dangerous conspiracy theories. And the article uh, is on News Hub's website, and it's titled, Can You Imagine Trusting Him? 
Conspiracy theorist Pete Evans hits out at Dr. Ashley Bloomfield. But this wasn't the first time the news had actually gave the platform to Pete Evans. Mm, no, he's a frequent flyer on news hub. Yeah. Um, on the 13th of August, he they published an article articulating Pete Evans' attacks on uh, Jacinda Ardern. Now, if you're unsure who Pete Evans is, a well-known conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about the conspiracy conspiracies, but we've also talked about like, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter sort of stuff and, and how the spread of misinformation can get you really riled up onto the wrong thing, right? Mm. Um, Pete Evans is a chef. Yeah, I know, right? He was popping for a while. And he still is a chef, but Pete Evans is also a television presenter um, and a well-known conspiracy theorist. <laughs> um, he was actually... I remember during during lockdown, he was selling a machine that he'd been using for months that apparently led to him being COVID free. That's yeah, that's why I'm COVID free. That's this machine right here. Yeah, this. Don't it, you see no, it in the middle of the lounge? Pete, my guy, please just. Bro, come on. Like you yeah. have it. He has a massive platform, and people will read that and believe every single word. Yeah. That he says. Hi, I'm Pete Evans, and I kept COVID free by this massive machine, and also staying indoors for four weeks. <laughs> but it's the machine, and also I have ten bottles of hand sanitizer everywhere. Yeah, mm. but this machine though, it's fire. This machine is fantastic, and you should buy mine for sixty-five thousand dollars. Mm. So, giving platform to conspiracy theorists, especially at a time when the second wave of COVID is being met with protests against social distancing and, you know, the the general nonchalance, it's, it is dangerous and irresponsible reporting. I, I mean, as Neil Jones says, right? Why give a voice to him? Shout out to him because he is a relatively famous chef. However, if you are someone who is the owner of a platform or if you just have access to a big platform... You've got to understand the implications of posting about this, right? And it brings up a, a wider conversation of, should we in general give platforms to people who have beliefs that the general consensus have disagreed with? Now, I understand. I'm not saying that if anybody goes against a status quo, they should be silenced. Of course not. Mm -mm. Because, I mean, if you silence them, they're probably just going to be more galvanized. Yeah. And go deeper into their beliefs. Yeah. However, in the context of COVID... Should you be giving platforms to conspiracy theorists in this context? Right, right. And I mean, once again, we're not gonna we're not gonna say the true sides, and we're not gonna be like, oh, you're wrong, so you must be silenced. Like everybody deserves that freedom to to say what they want, but it's when it harms other people and it has mm. the the potential to harm hundreds and thousands of people. Exactly. And that we need to start talking about, you know, what what is this freedom? You've got to ask, like, how much a dollar costs in this sense? Like, is it worth the revenue you'll get from the clicks for the sake of people's state of mind? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, also the, it's, it's, it's in the middle of COVID second wave and the article's headline is pretty much somebody hitting out at Dr. Ashley Bloomfield, who successfully flattened and destroyed the first wave of covid not by himself of course not him at himself not at him, the border yeah. testing everybody no <sighs> he'll have a, a successful team behind him absolutely and and ashley bloomfield is at the front of that and once again go him but to publish an article with somebody being like can you imagine trusting him and then also calling that person a conspiracy theorist yeah does this article need to be published? <laughs> I feel like you've just subtweeted somebody. Well, I mean, and we have kind of seen that News Hub are putting out 
a lot of articles at this point in time, right? And it begs the question, are they somewhat filling the void that stuff have left from boycotting Facebook? Because as, as we're all aware, stuff decided to boycott Facebook and no longer post their articles to that platform. And quick applause to stuff for doing so. They're doing this boycott yeah. as they don't believe Facebook are doing enough to curb the amount of hate speech on their platform. They also boycotted Facebook after the terror attacks in Christchurch. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I mean, we, I think we had a few, a few messages from some fans being like, you must be so sad. This stuff is off, whatever. Now we, we, we send stuff applause. I respect that because the thing is, I can't remember anyone being like, yo stuff. Why are you still on Facebook? This is them yeah. being proactive. And while they are monitoring this on a week by week basis, probably looking at revenue numbers and it, they may come back. If anybody's want to take a stand like this, I respect it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to be fair, as we've, as we're seeing right now, and as we're sort of illustrating in this episode, they are changing the game and they have changed the game. News hub is trying to slip into that position <laughs> um, of just like, just posting and posting and posting stuff's last day online was the 6th of July. Um, and I, I know you just brought up like, what have, what have news has been doing lately? So you know we had to run the numbers. Oh, we did. You know we had to run the numbers. So we just did a comparison, a quick comparison of the number of articles that News Hub had released, and sort of you know other other people, other media articles like you know spinoff and, and newsroom and stuff. But on the nineteenth of August, where we saw that conspiracy theorist um, article released as well, News Hub posted to their Facebook page seventy two articles. The day before that. 80. So I'm not even saying that like, oh, that was a really quick news day. Mm. Now nah, the day before that, they posted 80. Yeah. You know? And to contrast that, New Zealand Herald posted 86. Newsroom posted 9. Spinoff posted roughly about 18, but I don't know if we... Counting videos. Like, yeah. that's, that's different. That's, it's a different is, medium. Spinoff but. is coming up, but they're not there at the New Zealand Herald News Hub conversation. Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, look... Even in that, even in those numbers, right? Like, is it good content? Well, we'll we'll take a look at the next article then. Thirtieth of July, twenty twenty. Title is: Tall people more likely to test positive for COVID nineteen. Survey. Wait, survey? Survey. They finished it off with survey. Hmm. Yeah. Tall people more likely to test positive for COVID nineteen survey subheading says a new survey says people taller than 180 centimeters are twice as likely to test positive for covid what what look look so i'm a bit speak look let's okay also i want to I, I do want to point out as well that new zealand herald the day before also had published the same article that, uh, that this was a survey done, and I read the article, it was basically just saying, and uh, when you read an article, and in the first six or seven sentences, the writer is like, this does not mean that, or this does not concern, or this yeah, is, is like, oh, so you lied so with you, your headline. is what You, you t- clickbaiting. Yeah, you lied to me. To get me to, it, it's like, oh God, because what the article actually says is that like, yeah, because the virus is airborne, if you're taller, you're oh more susceptible God. to, to getting uh, the virus. 
And the thing is, they are well aware that so many people will just read the headline and not actually read the article. Yet they still post this clickbaity mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. First, the first comment we're looking at is from Amy. Amy says, why has this not been removed as misinformation? And then two crying of laughter emojis. Hey, facts. You need to have those emojis there. I mean, it just sounds like Amy just making fun of them at this point as well. <laughs> like, come on. Like, this has got to be misinformation. Also, because survey. No news media outlet should be publishing a survey. Especially one that hasn't been validated by other research. It hasn't been peer-reviewed. It has not. It hasn't been peer-reviewed. Also, like to give perspective to those who do not know what peer-reviewing is or whatever, university students aren't even allowed to reference an academic article for an assignment if it has not been peer-reviewed. And peer-reviewed literally just means that somebody at the same academic level as you or higher has looked at it and said, facts. Yeah, this looks this makes sense. Facts. Good process, method yeah. stuff. Yeah, you can publish this. Yeah. Man. So how is News Hub getting away with this? <laughs> and I mean, as we've been talking about, it literally just spreads fear. That is the only purpose they have for it. It's, it's it's ridiculous and i mean you know to not to not go away from amy's comment amy does mention you know why isn't it been removed as misinformation very good point because also recently um only in this year facebook have been working with the ifcn the international fact checking network to take action against posted spread viral misinformation mm. um i saw it the other day with um somebody posted this photo they shared a photo and it was like kind of it had like a nice blur over it it was like a like a blur opaque yeah sort of thing and it just said see photo but before it said see photo under it it was just like this has been fact checked and then it's just false <laughs> and then you click it and it lists you like seven or eight sources where it's like this is why this is false Ah, uh, yeah right and then you see the photo and you're like of course this is <laughs> Of course this is false. Yeah. What the hell? But Amy sort of references that of like, why hasn't this been like removed or at least censored? Mm. Because there are people who are going to scroll it on their timeline and be like, ah, what? I'm 181 centimeters. Ah. And then they're just going to scroll down and they're going to talk about it at a coffee. And then that's going to spread around the office. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody who's six foot in the office it's is just crouching around. They're, they're on sick leave, bro. Exactly. They're gone. I was gone from my office. It's oh. over. You just trying to flex feather your tall than one eighty? Nice. Oh my god, this guy. Nice. This yeah. guy. Thing yeah. is, I knew you were gonna say something like that. I was like, really? You're gonna say it. I was gonna put it in a little bit earlier. Yo, I'm over one eighty two. <laughs> Moving on. And next comment. Next comment, bro. You, next comment. Yeah, yeah. Next comment. Yeah, next yeah, yeah. comment. Yeah, yeah. This is from Jenny. Jenny says, "Next week it'll be bald people." Hey, <laughs> well, thing is, bro. If you got hair, that gives you that extra bit of height. Yeah. So like, you might exactly. You, you gotta be. be mm-hmm. You'll get that fade. You gotta get. Also, bald people go to the barber a lot more, and they also have to use a lot more moisture because they're be shaving their head, and because COVID nineteen is a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you first started, uh, you had, when you first started, I, I was you, like, then you go to the barber you. a lot more. Check. I had, and you. because they need moisturize, I was like, wait, where, yeah. like, where you, where you yeah. going with this? You had me. I, you had me with that clickbait. You got me. You got me. You got me. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry that I trust you. Yeah. If anything. That's the issue here, that I'm just such a trusting guy. All right, moving on. People going to get mad about it. Damn. Right, uh, Yo, that hurt. Yo, <laughs> damn. Um, Jenny, Jenny, absolutely correct, though, because there is no 
basis of this survey. Yeah. Um, it's not research data. It hasn't been peer reviewed. It's not even a. It's not even like a decent study or experiment. Um, it's just going off one fact and it's saying, because the virus is airborne, this is probably going to happen this way. So. And the thing is, we're not the only ones who have seen this article and pointed out the fact that it's just slightly ridiculous. I mean, on the article itself, there were so many ha-ha reacts, which just shows that people's <laughs> perception is this is a literal joke and News Hub are on a slippery slope to becoming a bit of a joke, a bit of a meme. And look, if that's the lane they want to operate in, you're killing it. Yeah. However, as a news agency, you do have some responsibility right and with a massive platform increase responsibility so if this is what they want to do then continue on but eventually they're just gonna the new zealand public are gonna lose trust i mean i feel like even in the comments new zealand, the new zealand they've already lost trust the new zealand community has already lost trust we've seen it not just in the ha-has we focus on those two comments in that article solely because that's all there is in the comment section yeah. either this is information or like Oh, I bet, I bet this is next, and say no more. The next, like I think, ne- the next week they were talking about like Maori people are fifty percent more likely to contract the virus, mm. and like, hear me out. That article was actually had some sort of basis to it, but I wasn't gonna read it if I was a regular person just being like, uh, because I saw the tall people and I was like, yo, they're just playing jokes. Exactly. This is what happens with the distrust. Yeah. They're just playing jokes. I'm not, I'm not about it. So News Hub, look, you're absolutely right. They do have a, a responsibility to us. An obligation. Yeah. And, and as, a, as a media company with like half a million likes on Facebook and they, and they be tweeting all the time. But I guess you got to ask yourself, you got to ask yourself from their point of view, if their goal is just to generate revenue, then ultimately getting these ha-ha reacts, us talking about it on air, is going to get them some clicks, going to get them some revenue. Oh, I don't, so, I don't want them to stop because the comments are too golden. <laughs> You're right, we need them. Yeah, season one was pretty much sponsored by News Hub. <laughs> so, hey, you want to give us a sponsor money? We got you. Yeah, we'll we just do you. News Hub articles. Yeah, we, we literally could. We could, easily. We, we really could. And I know this wasn't a, a situation. I know this wasn't an event, and we usually focus on topics. But looking at this, and uh, when, the, when the idea was sort of brought up to our attention by one of our writers, we had to look at it from the point of view of presenters. We had to look at it from the point of view of not just citizens who are looking for news and looking for facts, but from presenters who also want to give you fact-checked information. We probably stop five or ten times, not even five or ten. We probably stop fifty times in like an episode, <laughs> being like, "Can you fact check that? Yeah, can we just check this? Is that are you sure? Is that a real source?" And to think that a media company who is <laughs> with a fifty million dollar package and five hundred thousand followers on Facebook, countless more on Twitter, you think that they'd want to, if anything, give you data? Or news that is not going to scare you. It's not designed to scare you. The graphics aren't exactly trying to lead you in a different direction. And they don't publish surveys. I feel like almost like they're trying to meet a quota. 
Mm. You know, they're trying to meet a post quota. And as we said, right, the number of posts that they chuck out there is so much higher than any of the other platforms. Exactly. And um, and once again, we're not saying it's dangerous, but it's slightly concerning. Mm. It's slightly concerning. And will we do episodes for other media outlets in the future? Possibly. Who knows? Hey, anyone can get it. Hey. <laughs> what? Anyone can get it, man. We're not impartial here. Anyone can get it. Hey, news of if you know if you didn't do, do anything tonight, yo, you know, <laughs> yo, we up to you, yo, yo, pull up, pull up. So <laughs> definitely, definitely, this was one that we had to focus on. How you feeling, Tabby? I'm feeling good, man. That's so good. good to be back in the studio. That's good. Hey, true. I it's mean, I don't know man. when we're gonna post this, but yeah, that's the episode recorded first time back. Yeah. So thanks for having us again. It's been a blessing. Um, we'll see you next week. We will. This episode was written by Janhavi Gosavi, and you can follow her work on Instagram at Goddess by Night. Janhavi is currently a writer for the Salient Magazine and the Unpacked Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and if you haven't already, go check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash unpack to support writers like Janhavi in giving us more content and allowing you to listen to more Unpacked episodes. <laughs> <laughs>